Hello? Hello. Let's try this again. You want to? Yeah, I'm down for it. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Now, for those of you that are listening, I have Jack on the phone with me on Instagram. He is jackattack9182. Great year, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> Best year there is. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, and, and we will absolutely get into weight loss. I know that's how you and I were connected was through the, uh, the Instagram weight loss community, but I've, I've always admired your collection of coffee mugs. So I have to know what's your, what's your favorite mug and why is it your favorite? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I am an avid coffee lover and I would probably say I, I got an Optimus Prime mug and it's shaped like his head. I got it back in October last year. It's a 20 ounce or so I can hold a lot of coffee in it. Mm-hmm. And just the, the pure detail and how it was painted and, and how it's molded is just impeccable. So that's probably my favorite because it takes me back to childhood and I'm such a Transformers nerd. Yep. Yep. And so I, and I, We'll talk about the mugs, and I have to with with Transformers. I'm going to talk about the Transformers movie, not the saddest part ever in cinema that none of us were prepared for, but also the coolest part in childhood cinema for me was uh, Star Scream's coronation and the introduction of Galvatron. I just I'll still watch that sometimes on YouTube. I just I, I find that part of the movie just awesome. It was a great intro. So uh, the part where Optimus died in the, the 1987 cartoon, it's probably the reason that I have trust issues today. See, and, and I didn't, you, you called it by name. I, I'm very careful to actually mention that to anyone that, that grew up and saw that movie. Cause I think for a lot of us, that was our first time really going into the theater. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was a very traumatic experience. Um, so and and you you grew up in in Ohio from the the Dayton area. Um, yep. You know what what are some other things that you did as a kid? Other things you were interested in? Just different different activities or some stuff that you uh, you were into. So since you know, I guess we're old school now at this time. You know, we're old folks. So <laughs> bike. You know, going out with friends in the neighborhood, um, playing football, basketball. Um, we had a fire station down the street from our house, so we did a lot of basketball. Um, a lot of fields, so just throwing a football with friends. Um, that's, you know, that was pretty much about it. We oh, you still there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you now. It was it was getting a little choppy there for a few moments, but that's okay. We'll we'll go ahead and, and keep rolling with it. Um, so I I know because and this is a little different too because I listened to your podcast interview with Gary Cantrell combination of yesterday and today. So that that's fresh in my mind. Um, but you know, one thing that I I I, I want to get into is. Um, you are primarily plant-based. Um, I like, I like using that term because it's, 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 this is how I eat most of the time, but it's not, um, it, it's not as, it, it's not as much about 
all things are necessarily vegan, even though you're, you're not eating a lot of meat products. Um, but it's just, I think it's a little less intimidating for somebody that's thinking, okay, um, I don't want to go all the way vegan. I don't necessarily want to go vegetarian first, but if most of the foods I'm eating are plant-based, I think that's a good introduction. Is, is that kind of, if somebody is thinking about that type of, of eating style, is, is that kind of the way you would recommend they go? I would say yes. And there's a couple of different reasons. So I've noticed more people will say they're plant-based. Um, there's a, not a stigma, but there's another portion of veganism where you're not supposed to have any goods that like leather goods or anything like that. And to completely overhaul an entire life is very expensive. You know, is that something you can aim for? Yes. Is that something I aim for at some point? Maybe, you know, but I went plant-based more for the health initially. And then I've picked up on some of the other things that, that matter to me and that I do, but I'm personally, am not an activist. Um, I just aim to put what I do out there for people and let them ask me questions. You know, I will say, this is what works for me. This is what's working. This is what's great. This is going to be beneficial for you but I'm not going to come knocking down your door and tell you what to do. Well, and I, I think this is a great approach too, because a lot, a lot of it, it is, it is intimidating when you're first thinking about eating this way and you're going to be incorporating a lot more uh, you know, um, uh, produce and, and, and fruits and vegetables into the way that you're eating. And I think going about it this way, it just, it takes the pressure off. It, it seems, and, and, you know, there are definitely a lot of, of good hearted vegans and, and vegetarians out there, but there is a little bit of added pressure if you're somebody just coming in. Um, Absolutely. Now you, you mentioned, and I, I, we went right from childhood into, uh, into you eating plant-based, but you were very, we were very active as a child. When did the weight gain kind of start to happen? Was it, uh, was it gradually through childhood? Was there a particular moment or a particular year that you really remember this happening? It's probably once I started making my own money and I started working in high school, um, because at that point I would get out of school, get out of any type of sports practice, and then I would go to work. So then I get a half hour lunch. I would run down, get fast food, come back, work, get home late, do homework terrible habits because I'm getting fast food. And back then I wasn't making the healthy choices. You know, I was going down to Wendy's and getting uh, a double cheeseburger value meal, biggie size and all of that. Mm -hmm. So it just, it catches up with you. Um, college, college, I packed on a lot. So end of high school and then into college, it was that, that period of about three years in there. And I just picked up a lot due to an injury as well. And I never taught myself healthy habits. I never broke those old habits and it caught up with me big time. Well, and it's, it's tough too with the habits because if you're not, if you don't pick them up on your own and you don't start them at an early age, I mean, it's, it's very easy to get into those habits where, you know, if you're, if you're as an athlete, especially when you're a teenager, I mean, you, you can get away with, eating that stuff, you know, eating whatever you want to a certain extent. And then you've got these habits of, you know, being a, a high schooler that's got your own money. And I remember this too, because like I, I worked, I worked at a drugstore in high school, but I had friends that worked at all the restaurants. So what we would do, yeah. I mean, so every time 
if we would get out, uh, get out of work on Friday night, there was a, a buddy of mine worked at a, at a uh, pizza, at a pizza parlor right next to us, or you could go across the street. And my other friend was, he was working at, um, at Hardee's and Wendy's was right there too. So, I mean, it was, it was constantly accessible. And as a kid making your own money, I mean, yeah, you're, you're hungry. You're going to spend your, spend some money on this stuff. And, and, uh, and college is an interesting thing too. Um, now, but, and, and this, again, I heard you talk about this today, and this is going to lead into another, another topic that I, I think is kind of fascinating, but you had said something that you, you kind of went through the typical thing with drinking or with alcohol when you were in college, but once you got out of college, it, it was kind of, you kind of were done with that phase. Is that right? Yep. So a little, little bit after college, I was still into it, but at, at one point it just became, it, it was tiresome. It was like, why am I wasting this money? Why do I want to feel this way? You know, is it because I'm unhappy with myself that I feel like I'm soothing and medicating myself with alcohol? I mean, I wasn't alcoholic by any means or anything like that, but you know, just the going out and, and all that. So it, at some point it's just like, yeah, I'm done with it. I'm, I'm ready to do other things. I can do other things for entertainment that alone will help you start to drop some pounds and then replacing soda and all that stuff with water. It made a world of difference. Well, in the, in the one thing, cause my experience with, with alcohol was, was kind of the same. Whereas we um, went through the stuff with college, but then by the time actually my, my friend's 22nd birthday, um, we actually, we, we had a party for him that night. And then next day we went to the Bengals game and we were, we were hungover. And this was in November. This was uh, Marvin Lewis's first year in Cincinnati. And I just remember, I, I just felt awful. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I just like that moment, I was like, I don't really want to feel like this ever again. And it's alcohol for me has always been take it or leave it. Uh, food was not food was how I dealt with things. Food was how I, if I was happy, I ate, if I was sad, or if I was coping with, with, you know, uh, something going on, I turned to food and a number of times I was just kind of wishing, you know, I wish that i had had the same relationship with food that I had with, with alcohol and, um, just kind of talk as we're talking about habits. And as we're talking about how you kind of just looked at, alcohol from a, a logical standpoint, what it has been the difference in kind of your life with your relationship with food versus your relationship with alcohol? So with alcohol, there was a way that it made me feel instantly. And I think I was able to say, yep, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Food, you get that feeling. You feel it's in the, it's in your mind. It's, it's like pleasure, you know, you eat it, but the effects of it can be downstream. So you may not realize it until three years from now. Wow. I picked up 75 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate this. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel, you know, four years down the road. Wow. I have high blood pressure. I have high cholesterol. So the effects are very much delayed compared to alcohol. And I think that's why it takes so long to change that relationship. Um, also with alcohol, there's, there's a part, there's a physical part of it that, you can pass out, you can black out, but with food, it would take so long to get to that type of extreme. It takes a while to catch up and say, Hey, I really need to change my relationship with this. 
Um, that was the, the biggest thing that I've done with this journey is just, I stopped looking at food as fun, as celebration, as a means of an out, you know, if I'm stressed and start looking at it as, Hey, this is nourishment. Yes. I can make this nourishment fun. I can also make this nourishment delicious and plant-based, but yes, I don't need food to go celebrate. I don't need food to just be happy. I don't need to just sit and eat. When was it that you really started focusing in on the habits and when, when did you first realize that, okay, I've got to change my habits. And then when was it that you, what were some of the first habits that you really put in place? So I yo-yoed for, for many, many years. It wasn't until about 2017 that I got really, really locked in. And that was a few years after I was put on a bunch of medicine for ailments that can be prevented if I was to just eat right and move a little bit. And I think I just got tired of it. I'm like, I'm just putting all this medicine in my body. It's not treating the actual issue. It's just treating, it's just masking the actual symptom. And I was over it. You know, I said, hey, I want to get off of this stuff. I want to get healthy. I want to be able to go to a regular store and buy clothing. I want to not have to use a seatbelt extender on an airplane. And something inside me just snapped. And I said, I'm done. And that first year, there was ups and downs for sure. But I made a lot of good progress. You know, I got through 2017. And I was like, wow, I'm really starting to visualize a difference. People are mentioning it to me. You know, my parents were always on me about my weight and they're starting to notice a difference. And then that took me into 2018. And I just, I mean, I've just been hitting the ground running ever since. So what I'm here, like when you're saying this, I hear that you basically took ownership. You know, you say your parents, sounds like parents had been on you about it for, for, you know, a while, but you know, you had to have not only, you know, the, the, the health scares, but you had to decide that it was time. And, you know, personally, I think once somebody looks at it and says, okay, this is where I'm at right now. I don't want to continue to go down this path. Um, you know, I'm ready to make the change. Once that happens, I think is when you start to see really amazing progress just because of the effort that they're putting in and, and, and just kind of how they are building the habits. I think up until then, and, and this is where, I think a lot of people, it's either others around them see that, you know, yes, they should lose weight or they may even as themselves might look at it as it would probably be a good idea if I lost weight. But I think whatever it is that that brings the person to I'm ready to make the change right now and and, you know, move forward with it. I think that's what has to happen. Would, would you agree with that or, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you have to come to terms with yourself. You know, you, so, so my dad always told me you can do anything in life. You will do anything in life, but you have to want to do it. I'm never going to make you do something. No one's ever going to make you do something, but when you want it, you'll do it. And I, as I get older, I believe that more and more, you know, like with this journey, I, I wanted to do it. And when I wanted to do it, I haven't gone back. You know, the other times it was probably because I wanted other people to please other people. And, you know, I wanted to lose weight for my parents or I wanted other people to view me as attractive or I want to be able to just look great. But when I said, no, I want my health, I want my life, I want to stop killing myself because I slowly was killing myself. It just it's I don't want to say it's been easy, but it it's wow. I mean, it just it made it that much easier for me 
So until the person can say and be honest with themselves, I need to make a change, I need to regain control, it won't happen. Yeah, and and that's, I I think that's kind of where the difference is and where um, social media and, and Instagram in particular right now can be helpful is if somebody has made that change that that mindset shift then all the support and the accountability really can kind of fuel and kind of push you forward and nudge you uh if you're not if you're not quite there yet or like you said if you're doing this to try to impress other people um then i think that's where you start falling into the comparison trap of okay you're doing this for for reasons that aren't really going to be that sustainable and I, I think, I, I mean, I, I think that that's when people can kind of get set up for be setting themselves up for trouble. Now, for you, when you came on to Instagram, was this were, were you had you really made that mindset shift first, or is that something where you kind of came on here, got involved with the weight loss community, and then at one point you're like, okay, I'm ready to do this for real. So I went through a phase, like I found Instagram and I heard about it, but I didn't do a whole lot of social media at that point. And I had a few different pages. And like I told Gary, I was just kind of lying to myself. You know, I was perpetrating that I was going to lose all this weight and be great. And, you know, I would post something healthy and then just disappear for a while and then come back. Hey, yep, I'm still doing a great journey. You know, I never had any pictures to prove that I was losing weight. And in the background, I was still killing myself. I was actually getting bigger. They were increasing my medicine doses. And then once I started and got to a good point and I was committed and I was in the right mind frame, um, that's why I have the page I have now. You know, I, I make sure to post everything. You know, I post, I keep myself accountable. So I post food, I post workouts, I post everything. If I struggle, I'm honest, you know. Hey, I had a rough day. Hey, it's been a rough five days or so because you don't want people to lose sight of this is a journey. There are struggles. There are peaks and valleys in life. And a lot of people get on and they just post the positive stuff and then people get discouraged. Well, why can I always be on my game like everybody else? No, that's not what it's about. It's about you saying, yes, I had a rough day, but you know what? Tomorrow's a new day and I'm going to bounce right back. You know what? I've made this habit. I had to slip up. I'm human. I'm going right back to my habit and I got this. So that's that's when I, I found Instagram and I really used it. And that's what's really helped to motivate me and share my journey with people because I want to show them the real. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's so many, you know, choices that go into the day to day. And I think that if you can get into a place where you're just making choices and you keep moving forward. I think that's that's one thing that that I wish everybody that comes into this would see because you're right. There's there's ups and downs with this. It's like all areas of life. And if you get too hung up on one particular choice, well, then there's a whole series of others that you know need to be made within the next hour or so that that are going to be you know moving right past you because you know we we have to continue to uh, to move forward. Now, um, you. What was your, I know you had mentioned seeing some documentaries and that kind of changed your point of view on, uh, on going plant-based. What was the, the, what were the documentaries that you saw one and two, how were you eating before that? 
And then how long did it take to kind of evolve into the eating that you're doing right now? So I looked at a, it's probably seven to eight. Um, Food Inc. was a, a really big one. You know, I watched Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, and I was mostly juicing. And I was like, there's no way I can juice my entire life. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> but Food Inc. and Vegucated, those are the ones that really opened my eyes. Um, that showed the health aspect, but then some of those actually showed the treatment of animals. And it was kind of twofold at that point for me. You know, I said, wow, they're, I mean, they're, they're doing crazy stuff and, you know, you don't have to put this food in your body. Like, you mean I can actually live and not eat meat or dairy or eggs? You know, at that point, it was completely foreign to me. I was like, there's no way. My body can't sustain that. It can't live. And so I did my own research and started finding people that were actually living a long time using this method. And that's what really opened my eyes. Um, so before I actually went plant-based, I ate like crap. I mean, I ate a lot of fast food. And even once I started to try and get healthier, it was always a meat, a starch, a veggie, or a meat, a carb, a veggie of some sort at most meals. You know, there were some meals where I didn't, like I would eat oatmeal or something like that. You know, there's no, there's no dairy or eggs involved because I was actually using almond milk. But looking at some of the other options that I had and that I can put together meals and not have to worry about I don't have to cook meat. I don't have to do this. I don't have to worry about, um, you know, if this meat is infected or something. It's just, it changed my, my mind and it kind of blew my mind a little bit. And so when I started loving cooking is when it really changed. And I said, I want to be able to make plant-based food and I want to be able to make good plant-based food and show people that. And that's when it just all took off and falling in love with cooking was one of the biggest benefits from this as well as the weight loss. So that can be very, very overwhelming when somebody decides, okay, I want to start cooking. And, and, you know, I, I also, I think that's one of the biggest skills that people can pick up is what, you know, because once you start preparing your own food, yes, you're controlling ingredient quality. You have so many variables that you can change up and, and you really can have a lot of variety but it's very overwhelming, especially now, because you've got all of these places where you can find recipes, all of these different ways to prepare things. If somebody is just deciding they're listening to this and like, you know what, I've been eating out a lot. I want to start preparing food at home. Where would you direct them if they're just starting to, to, to make their own foods? Where should they go? Their meals. Hmm. Honestly, Instagram, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of good sort resources on Instagram. That's where I picked up a lot of ideas from initially um, and got a lot of inspiration. And then I started to just run with it. But I would say at first, just start with basic stuff. So think of it as a protein, a vegetable, and then put, put a starch with it or a carb. But just think about your protein source. Hey, am I going to use beans, lentils, um, tofu, tempeh, seitan. Um, I mean, there's tons. Broccoli has, I mean, it just put it together. But with plant-based cooking, the biggest thing is it's just spices, honestly. You know, you spice things, you can't even tell the difference. So use Instagram. Like get on there and type in plant-based recipes or, or type in 10-minute recipes. Um, there's a lot of big bloggers out there too that have easy recipes that you can actually go to and pull them from. 
there's people with eBooks. Um, one of the ladies I follow, she's actually in Durham. Her name's Ashley Kitchen. She's a, a dietitian, but she makes really, really simple recipes and she has a free ebook you can download. And she says, this is your shopping list. And out of the shopping list, you can make all these meals for every day of the week. That's perfect. That's perfect. And I, so otherwise, so definitely, um, and do you, do you know her handle by chance offhand? So somebody could actually pull it up. I cannot remember it offhand. Um, there's, there's a couple in Durham. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't remember offhand. No, no. And and what's her name again? I'll try to pull it up here. So uh, Ashley Kitchens. Okay. It's plant-based centered food prep, maybe, or? That's, you know what? Yeah, here it is. We have. All right. Yep. It is plant-centered prep. So, and then, yeah, that's Ashley Kitchens, dietitian. And let's see here. I'm just looking at this. Oh, yeah. Wow. This stuff looks great. And it looks, most of it looks like there's not a ton of ingredients. So the thing, the cool thing is, it's not just like one meal. It's like, hey, here's a whole week of meals for this week. And she yeah. kind of puts it out there, you know, every Monday or so. So it's, it's just kind of a cool idea. So, and then, so yeah, definitely. That's not to discount all the other great plant-based bloggers that I've Yeah, no, I mean, there's, so, and I'm, I'm looking at this, because see, I really, I just, I mean, cooking is such a huge, huge skill to pick up if somebody's on a weight loss journey. So, like, I'm now, I'm now on her blog. Um, looking here. Yeah, this is, she's a good one. She's actually a real good one. She's got, yep, five-day meal. Oh, wow. And her resources. And she's got all these, all these things for her email list. This will be worth checking out. So anybody that is is thinking about going plant-based, definitely check her stuff out. And now you mentioned some of all the other uh, bloggers and vloggers that are on Instagram. Would would people just search hashtags for that? You think would that be what's best? Yeah, um, you know, if people come to my page, maybe I can make a story just shouting out some of the great ones that have helped me. Um, another one is so Jasmine. I think hers is recipes for health. She's not completely plant based, but she does a lot of plant based stuff. But she's been very transparent with health issues in her life and the reason she chooses some of the healthier food. So that transparency to me goes a long way. She's not masking it to say, you know, hey, these things. She's like, I have stomach issues. I have gut issues. And this is why I'm choosing these different foods. So I I find that very respectable. So people who are honest and transparent goes a very long way with me. Okay. Yeah. And we, so, and again, you guys that are listening, if you are thinking that you want to start preparing more of your foods, especially if you're thinking about going more plant-based, go ahead and listen to about the last minute and a half, two minutes of this conversation. And you really, while you have your phone up, you can, you can pull these resources. And I think it will absolutely be um, very, very helpful. Now, when you started losing weight this time, um, you know, let's talk about, again, with the, the habit of exercise. How is it that you got started and what has that progressed to? Because you're, you're doing a lot more now than, than what you were uh, when you first got started. Oh, yes, absolutely. So I started out just trying to walk. I can't even say I was really walking. <laughs> um, 
I could even walk a quarter mile without my back hurting or without being completely out of breath. I mean, it was crazy and I just kept at it. And so one week I would do a quarter mile every day. The next week I would do three quarters. And then after that, I got up to like a mile and I kept at a mile for a while. And then I just started pushing myself every, every, a little bit more. And eventually I got up to like a 5k a day, you know, just jogging, walking. And then last year I kind of fell in love with bike riding. So I got a bike and it was sitting in the garage, just collecting dust. And I finally took it out on the trail and I said, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. It was rough. You know, I don't remember bike riding being as hard as a child. <laughs> but, uh, I fell in love with it and it was a great workout and it's less impact. So that helped me last year. And it's something I look forward to when it's warm out. So like, it's like my summer go-to is just to get out on the trail, enjoy the sunshine after work. And I do some, some weight training at home and I've actually picked up yoga the past three months or so. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you're doing a very, very balanced training program. And I, I think, um, you know, something that a lot of times when people say, well, you can just start with walking, you can just start with walking, but that kind of consistent walking, while it's great while you're building, you know, your endurance up, it can be very, very difficult on your joints. So you mentioned that biking is a lot more of a, of a lower impact activity. Um, what's some of the differences as far as like how you're feeling, I guess, in the morning when you wake up and, and when you're moving a lot around throughout the day now versus maybe this time last year from, from a movement quality standpoint. So I have a lot more pep in my step. I find myself walking fast and I was like, why am I walking so fast? And <laughs> it's just like a natural pace now because first I have less weight to move. Second, I have more energy. And third, I probably just have a little bit more bounce because I, I don't have all the extra weight. Um, it, it's it's kind of nice. You know, I don't, I used to be a really big sweater when it was hot out. And now I, I'm like, Hey, let's go outside. And I don't even sweat that much anymore. I mean, it has to be like 95 or hundred degrees, but I used to didn't even like the warm weather when I was younger. I used to like the cold weather because I was so big and sweat so much. Now I can't stand the winter and the fall's okay, but I'm like, bring on the spring and the summer. I want to be out in the sunshine and the heat. It's, it's yeah. crazy how that's changed. Well, and, and, you know, I'm, and I was just thinking today, cause I mean, it was, it was um, just tr typical rainy spring day this morning. I'm just like, yeah, this is really nice. It's still, yeah, the rain's not the best, but I mean, it's just nice. It's warm. You can get outside. You don't have to be bundled up and, and, you know, you, you just get to get to go out and actually do things. Um, one thing that you and I had talked about doing that, that fell through was, uh, was doing a meetup. Um, now we do have the one coming up here in Cincinnati for the flying pig next weekend. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited because I feel like I tried to get a couple of, of meetups organized previously. And I, I think with this particular one, I think what's going to end up coming out of it is we're going to have, uh, we're just going to be more organized and be able to do more of them um, moving forward. So, you know, Gary and I are, are involved in this particular one, but uh, I, I am looking forward to seeing how your schedule and my schedule works out so we can get together, if not for a big, you know, not for a group meetup at first, but just kind of get together and, and talk and, and meet. And I know that, um, you know, well, what's your, uh, I know you've met some folks off social media, but, uh, but how do you typically 
how does that typically go? Are, are you very active in your DM? And then if you've got somebody locally, you're just like, Hey, let's, let's, uh, you know, grab a cup of coffee or how does that normally go for you? So people usually, um, I've actually met some really good friends, um, through Instagram and, you know, if you really connect with someone and they're really nice and really interested in, you know, you just kind of share those common goals, then sometimes they'll just come to town and say, Hey, I'm here. You know, I would love to meet up with you. And it's been coffee or some food um, I've gone places because I've traveled for work a little bit. It's like, Hey, you know, I'm in town. I'm like, Oh, let me show you some of the great plant-based or vegan places here. Cause I know that's how you eat. Or I know you love coffee. Let's meet up. And you just really meet some wonderful people. It's crazy. The amount of people that you, the things that you have in common, but they just don't live around you necessarily. Um, I've met some, some good local people here, especially in the past like two years or so. I'm still a lot that I haven't met yet. Just it's hard to, to get schedules lined up, um, but I'm, I'm always open. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I love to share ideas. I love to connect with people. So I'm always open if someone's like, Hey, you know, I'm in town or, Hey, let's organize a meetup with some folks or I'm just traveling through your way. Let's, let's grab some coffee or something. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm big on that too. And, you know, I know that you, when, when I look at our mutual followers list, I mean, it's people from all different backgrounds following all different types of, or all different plans. And I think, you know, that that's one of the great things about this weight loss community as a whole one, you're going to find out that you've got all kinds of, of interests outside of health and fitness. But two, if you start you know, we're, we're all kind of doing the same thing. So if you end up talking to somebody that you know, one person's doing Weight Watchers and somebody else is doing keto and somebody else is plant-based and somebody else is, is um, you know, doing the carnivore challenge. I mean, you just, I, I think you can find, I just, I'm fascinated to learn from other people on, on what it is they're doing and how it is that they've got there. And it sounds like that's pretty much what, what you do is yeah. And, you know, I've actually had some keto folks say, oh, I would love to, to eat some of the stuff you do. But, you know, if I follow keto, I can't do it. And I'm like, OK, well, here's some plant based foods that will lower that carb count. So you can make a keto. And they're shocked and astounded because I think it's, you know, maybe they don't understand or I don't understand. And there's some commonalities. Um, there's a couple of people that actually do what's called veto, which is vegan keto. So there's there's very much a way to incorporate those things if that's an interest for someone, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, when you start now plant-based and like you said, you're doing this for your health, but I, I'm really, I'm a huge fan of when people again are taking ownership of their own process and maybe you've got somebody that's doing keto now, but then they see that there's some other ways that they can kind of mix some foods in that maybe isn't on keto, but, is something that they could eat more of a, a little bit uh, that they could fit a little bit more carbs in, but, but still uh, not hurt their macros all that much and, and really go from following a diet to kind of building their own plan. I just, I think that's, I think that's where the magic is really. Yeah. And then also, you know, if I, if I develop a recipe and put it out there and someone goes and makes it, it's just, it, that, that makes me smile. Or if someone sees something out and they're like, Hey, I saw it was vegan and that made me think of you. And it's something that they can have too. I'm like, wow, that's really cool that you even thought of me. I didn't know I had that type of impact or even cross people's mind like that. So. So when you put your recipes out, are you, um, I mean, I, I, you, I know you have thoughts of an ebook. Are you keeping all these 
filed and, and put away so that when you do decide to put the book together, it's going to be a little bit easier? Or where are you with that? So some of the ones I put out completely on Instagram and I actually list the complete recipe out, I probably wouldn't include. I would want to make it something more along the lines of things people haven't seen. So there are some that I do that I keep to myself um, so I can store it away. And then once I get to a repository of about 30 or 40, I'll probably review and toss about 10 to 12 in an ebook and just see how it does. You know, if it's something that does well, then maybe a year or two after that, I'll look at maybe doing a, a hardcover book, but I just, I don't, I need to get more into cooking. I know I'll cook quite a bit, but I need to cook more in order to get that, that repository up. Yeah. And I, I think it has, you know, one, you got to be comfortable with the amount of, of content that you're going to put into something like that. But two, it's, it's just amazing that what we talk about now, I mean, you could be somebody that enjoys cooking and then you start putting recipes together and you can actually put them together as a book and put it out to where people can, can use it on their own. And then, then you have people that are just now trying to cook on their own, taking your recipes and you're kind of there, you're their introduction to cooking. I mean, it's, it's crazy how all this is connected and how all of it works. Yeah. And I just want to show people that, yeah, you, you can cook. You know, a lot of people say, well, I just, I can't cook. I don't know how to cook. The only way you're going to ever learn is practice and just doing it. That's how I learned. You know, I thought for the longest time, I'll never cook. I don't know how to cook. <laughs> and then I just started following recipes. And once you start following recipes, you can master following directions, add a little bit of your own thing or take something out and add a little bit of your personal flair to it. And you'll be surprised at the possibilities. So was that a moment where you, you started following recipes and then did you just kind of realize one day I'm, I really, enjoy, I'm getting the hang of this and I really enjoy it. What was that like? I th so more than that, when it turned out, it was great. But when people started eating it and they said, wow, this is really good. You cook this. That, that's when the light bulb went off and it's like, oh, now I want to keep doing more. And then, you know, I would post on Facebook or something and tease my mom. And she said, well, boy, you never cooked when you were home. <laughs> I was like, well, a long time ago. So, and, you know, you mentioned how your parents had, had been, you know, wanting you or encouraging you to do this for years. What, what do your parents think of where you are now? I mean, how, uh, how happy and how pleased are they? So they're extremely, like, just excited and they get a little motivated because they're like, you just done so well. And I talked to all my friends about you and they remember, you know, you were always big as a kid and some of the things you're doing now. And they're just like, wow, look at him. And she, my mom shows my comparison pictures all the time to her friends and all that good stuff. That's awesome. And so now some of my other relatives and stuff have started to go on a health journey and they say that it's because I inspire them. And that's, that's what this is all about. If I can inspire a person, then it's worth it. Yeah. And, and that feeling, I mean, when somebody says that what you're doing is what is inspiring them, I, I feel like when you start getting those, those conversations and those comments with people, it just, it just reinforces that, you know, everything you're, the things that you're doing are, are all, you know, going in the right direction. And I feel like you just, you just want more. It, it just, it reinforces and it feeds into it. So it actually fuels you, you know, like, it's like, okay, I just inspired that person. Now I hold myself even more accountable because I, I want to set a good example and show them 
cash. You can keep one. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it just it's it's and again, this this comes back to this is this is someone taking ownership and wanting to do this on their own. They start sharing stuff, and then they get involved in the community, and the community starts, you know using the recipes or, or encouraging them and they're encouraging the community member. And it's just, it's crazy how all of this is connected. Um, you know, I, and I just, what's, what is one thing, and this is going to be kind of my, my last question here, but you know, you do share a lot of your, of your life and, and, um, and not just weight loss on your account. What is one thing that people on Instagram don't know about you that you would be willing to share? Hmm. That's tough because I pretty much put it all out there. Um, wow, I'm about to think on that one. <laughs> I think they do not know. I would say that I used to be shy, but I'm not shy anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. um, hmm. Well, in that, I'll tell you, I, I think – because if you're somebody that was introverted growing up and I was the same way, um, that's where our, you know, the first, the, the American online and the AOL, AOL instant messenger, I was very shy in person, but then I started, you know, kind of talking to some people online and, and even some kids that I went to school with and, you know, gradually you get, you become more comfortable with who you are and, and putting yourself out there. But yeah, that's, I, I think that's one thing as I think people would not really take you or, or, you know, pick you as, as the shy person. So yeah, I, I think they would find, they would be very surprised to hear that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just the little quirky things. A lot of people don't realize how tall I am, little goofy stuff like that. Um, like they'll meet me. Wow. You're really tall. I was like, wow, do I look short online? I guess. I don't know. Um, but other than that, I, did, I pretty much, I'm, a fairly transparent person and I put it all out there, but I would say everybody that knows me, cause you know, I have people that follow me that have known me my entire life and some of my best friends and family follow me. And they're like, you never used to be this open and just able to connect with people and outspoken. And I feel like it's just because I'm more comfortable with myself yeah, and who I am and what I've become. I mean, I've become someone that I could have never envisioned. So what would you, and what would you tell your, the, the younger, shyer version of you? What's, what's one thing you would say? Take the chance. Don't be afraid. And to just ask, you know, like there was a lot of things that I just didn't even ask, you know, it could just be, um, can I go this place or can I go there or can I do this? And you never know what can transpire just by being in the right place at the right time. Um, there was a lot of things I was so reserved because I was scared of what people would think. So I didn't take the chance or the risk. Um, there's a lot of things I didn't do just because I wouldn't be comfortable in a setting. And, you know, it makes me wonder, well, what if I would have gone for it? And then just to push myself, you know, don't wait. You know, I waited a long time for a lot of different things. You know, yeah. this journey, I waited a long time before I, I went down a certain path, even professionally, I, I, I waited, you know, because I was reserved for taking the, the shot at it. So just to take the risk. And 
what is something outside of health and fitness? What is a risk, a chance that you're, you're working towards now? I would probably say, so I've, in, in my career, I've been comfortable in a certain group um, for, for, for years. And I've taken the risk now to just say, you know what? I want more. I want to challenge myself. I want to grow even more. And it it's a position that when I started with this company, I never thought I would be in. Like I have come so far and learned so much and it's crazy the level that I'm at now. And I just want to keep pushing. It's like, I'm hungry. It's like I get something and in my mind, I reset myself to the bottom to keep myself hungry. So you have gone from somebody that would not take the chance or was hesitant to take the chance. And now you just want to push forward and you want to continue to climb and you just want to continue to see where everything takes you. Absolutely. And I think the really, I think what's really nice about that is you're still, I mean, we're talking your career, we're talking another 30, 40 years. I mean, it's, it's crazy because it, it seems like, you know, it's taken so much time to get to this point. But now that you're at this point, the sky's the limit. That's wonderful. I have so many people that believe in me and I believe in myself and you know, I just see myself as just a normal person, but other people see me as more. So, I, you know, I'm just going to keep on pushing everything in life. That's all it's about. You know, it's, you have to go after everything not just one aspect, but every part of life. I love it. Go after it all. Well, before, while we wrap up here, Jack, what's the, what's the best place for people to go to get in touch with you? What would you like them to do? Sure. Uh, so my Instagram name is Jack attack, J A C K A T T A C K nine one eight two. You can follow me. If you have questions, shoot me a message. I'm more than happy to help more than happy to connect with folks. Um, ask me anything. You know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm an open person. I'm here to help. I'm here to inspire if I can and look forward to talking with anyone. That's great. That's great. So, guys, you heard him. Go ahead and, and DM Jack on Instagram. And uh, Jack, thank for, thanks for coming on today. And then, yeah, we definitely need to get our schedules together and uh, and meet up in the next couple months. But uh, but great chatting with you and uh, we'll get together soon. OK, thanks, Daryl. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.